Welcome, welcome everyone. My name is Tiffany and this is the They Didn't Tell You podcast. I can be found on Instagram at Legally Black and you can follow the podcast at They Didn't Tell You Zero. We're here for episode number four, They Didn't Tell You About Losing and Finding Family. I know that talking about family, hinting about family drama, anything along the lines of family is like off limits. It's a taboo subject, especially in the black community, at least well in my in my household. There were just certain things that, well, let me not even say certain things. You were told from the rip to stay in a child's place. And that basically meant go turn around and mind your goddamn business. And you turned around and minded your business because you were told this is grown folk talk. And so now when one becomes grown, and it's still isolated and iced out of the conversation. It makes it makes me question, like, so what was what's the real deal here? Because before it was I was too young to be in the know. Now that I'm old enough to be in the know, and, and I see through a lot of the bullshit, I can't express myself. I can't say some. I can't address certain things. And see, I'm not addressing everything. I'm only worried about addressing the things that have to do with me and my immediate family and my grandparents. If it's not one of them, then I you know, I, I really don't care. But if it is, oh, we, we're going to have some issues and we're going to have some things we need to discuss because those, those right there in my heart, I love them and will do anything for them. And so knowing that I feel that way about those particular family members of mine, and recognizing that I don't feel that way about everybody. I'm just like, there's nothing wrong with that. And some people in my family, I can literally care care less about. Like I'm not I'm not concerned about anything that they do. Don't care where they go, don't care where they end up. And it's gotten to that point so much so that I realized. If I feel that way about somebody and I'm I'm so adamant about the fact that they're just no good for me and where I'm at and where I'm headed, I need to remove you from my life. And so for the first time ever, I had to remove a family member from my life permanently. And I honestly had to have a conversation with myself about what does it what does it mean for me to remove somebody from my life in that way? And if I want this to be a permanent thing, what steps am I going to take to ensure that it remains that way? That I don't renege on it because somebody came and apologized because I felt like the time for apologies is over. So I want to talk about some of the things that that came to mind when I thought about losing and, and removing a toxic family member from our lives. So... Going into the idea of losing, I would say consider how this person has contributed to your life and go down back in the memory bank. Think about your past. Think about one of your earliest memories of this person. Because what I find is that when I think back on some of the ways that certain family members used to speak to me and treat me growing up, I was like, oh, they never... They never liked me. 
they never wanted, they, they just did not care for me and couldn't really do much about it besides be a little bit grumpy and mean to me because I was a child. And now that I'm an adult, they feel like this is an opportunity to verbally assassinate me or verbally assault me, which is nuts because I'm a bitch too. And I can go toe for toe with it. So saying all that to say, if you can't really think about how this person has helped you in some way, shape or form, has done something that makes you feel like, damn, my life is all the better because of them. I mean, that might be a step in the direction of saying maybe you don't need them. If they're already causing chaos, they're already causing issues, they got your name in the middle of the nonsense or they stay in the middle of nonsense and dragging you in with them, like it doesn't sound like they're contributing anything. Haven't had done it and probably never will. It also makes me think about what my experiences were like with people that I feel were just toxic, toxic for me. And then it also made me question, like, how do I feel when I'm around them? Am I feeling anxious? Do I feel apprehensive? Like, what is it? What's the vibe that I'm getting from specific family members that I haven't necessarily vibed with before? And so now, like, that I have a, a better understanding of life and adulthood and, and all the inner workings and this messiness and this chaoticness, I see people a little bit differently and I see the way they move and the motives and and what I feel the motives are behind some of their actions to be a bit more, what's the word? Oh, I mean, he's an older word, a conniving, a bit more conniving than I was expecting. And I'm just like, whoa, this is different. This is new. I've never felt this way and understood this feeling to be, I really think at the end of the day, this person is my family member, my blood relative. They really just do not like me and do not want to see anything good for me. It's nuts. I'll never forget me. My mom had gotten to a little bit of a heated debate over my wedding day. Girl, I mean... <laughs> I'm not getting married anytime soon. And at the time, I wasn't even in a relationship when we, she and I had this argument. But we went back and forth about who would I invite to my wedding. And I told her, I said, the wedding's going to be real heavy on the friends and real light on the family. And whoever gets mad about it gets mad about it. And my mom was just telling me, no, you can't do that. You have to invite this person. That's not right. You got to invite that person. You have to do this. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't have to do anything. You want me to do X, Y, and Z. And that's what we got. That's where I had to realize I had to help change the way the conversation was going. Because I needed to remind my mom that as much as I respect her and love her, I don't have to do anything. I can just choose to not get married at all. No one's going to force me. And so if I, if I decide to go forth and, and make that choice and, and at, if I'm asked and says, and I say, yes, like we'll go from there. But understand, even when that day comes, I'm still going to do what I want. And I'm still going to invite the people that I want. And I had to tell her, like, it's all about how people make me feel. 
I can't have people on the, what's supposed to be one of the happiest days in my life making me feel uncomfortable and awkward in a space that I'm essentially eventually going to be paying thousands of dollars for people to, to fucking kick it in and have a good time in. What? We're not doing that. And that is one thing I realized is sort of embedded in us of what, what my mother or your mother, your father says goes. And if I was a bit different and didn't recognize that as something that I I personally had an issue with, I would have been like, yeah, my, you right. Okay. Yeah, sure. We can invite them. They can be invited. But again, we're, we were arguing about an imaginary ass wedding. Don't judge me y'all. Had to really think about too. Are they trying to control me or my narrative or both? I never forget to, I had a family member that was saying that, well, found out that I was single and was just making weird comments about it and just making it seem like I was just a sad and depressed person and not even knowing and speaking to me personally to know these things. And it was weird to me because I'm like, if you believe that I'm upset and I'm possibly, possibly maybe sad about this breakup that I, I went through. Why didn't you ever call me? Why did you just talk about me and talk around me? And that was one of the first things I realized in these past few years of like, okay, this particular family member is moving really, really strange. And I don't know why they're doing it. I don't know what I've done to deserve it. I hope they can let me know what it is. And I actually tried to make outreach. I did. But, um... It didn't work and it didn't work. And this person never reached out to me, but they continuously tried to control my narrative and who I was by trying to tell people about me, things about me that were not true. Some things about me that mm, probably were true. I can't really recall, but it was just like, you're supposed to be one of my closest family members. Why are you even doing that to me? Uh, then I had to think about something because I always got to think retrospectively because it's just what I do. And someone else made a comment about it too, about looking inwardly. And I had to think like, am I being hypersensitive to anything? Is this situation not as deep as I'm making it out to be? Or is it literally me? Am, Am I doing this? Am I creating this drama? Am I creating these issues because I'm reading too much into something? And then I realized I wasn't. And another person had commented basically saying too, like, sometimes you are the toxic person. And I think what's difficult about people who are the toxic individual is that they never see it. And even if you tell them that they are, they will never be able to receive it because that's just not where their head is at. Their head is not on the on, in a place where is is willing to accept the fact that you think that they are the toxic person because it's really just your opinion against their own. But it takes a special person to really sit down with themselves, look at a situation, try their hardest to take themselves out of it, and look at it from the outside looking in to see where they may have fallen short. And what they could have done 
to really improve the situation to maybe make things better. But not many people get there. Very few do. I, I don't know any who has family-wise who has, who has said, I, you know, I'm the toxic person. I'm the one who's causing all the harm. Where? Like, I haven't seen them. Put them out. And let me know if they really exist because it's like a unicorn. So when? When do you know that it's time to remove someone from your life? When do you know it's time to be like, all right, you know what? It's been real. It's been cool. I'm good off of you. And I think it's really, it depends on you. It depends on the person we're talking about because a cousin is way easier than a parent. And an uncle might be easier than a sibling. Some people are just a bit harder to break free from. Definitely mothers uh, mothers and fathers are really, really up there in the, in the top two for me of people to, to kind of break off and cut off. How do you cut off the people that created you? I mean, some people are probably thinking, easy, look. But others who are just so intertwined with their families and, and their family dynamic that even when their parents do something wrong, like they still, they still come back for more. Sometimes that they, people really do need that kind of love. Someone told me before too, um, that sometimes the family members that we have are just, it may not be the best, but they're the best that we got. And a lot of people are living and dealing with that too. So I, I say to you and I challenge you that if someone has told you before, like you're the toxic person that you're causing all these issues and then maybe you might be the root and you haven't yet taken the opportunity to really sit down with yourself, please do so. It's really only to your benefit. Lastly, on losing... I want to give you some quick tips on how you can do this. And again, like I said before, it depends on the person you're trying to move away from. But I think the first thing you should do is really try to create some actual distance between you and that person. And some people may not be able to do this all the way. Maybe some you live with that particular family member. So how can you create distance and you live in the same place? Got you. Difficult. Create space in your mind. Let's pretend they don't live here. You knock on the door and they in the shower, don't even answer back and walk back to your room. Like it, it's going to be really tough. That one, I, I really don't have good advice on that part with it. But I would say if you have the opportunity to really distance yourself and, and be apart from that person, that's where it starts. Additionally, communication, conversations needs to cease to exist. You need to minimize those tremendously. And to the point they just fade to fucking black. Because what do you need to talk to this person for? One thing I had to do too was accept that I will never necessarily get the closure that I was looking for. There will never be a culminating conversation where I will get to tell this person, this is how you made me feel. And that's how you, I made you feel. And then together we can say, fuck each other, like, and, and go our separate ways. But at least we got it out. There'll be none of that. And I'm comfortable with that. I'm absolutely okay with it. Because at the very end of the day, Removing somebody from my life has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with me and what I'm looking for as far as that split. That split is for me. I would say 
depending on the situation as well, something I said in previous episodes is to seek out therapy. And I'm so excited to say that I'm already started my research to look for a therapist. I thought I found one I wanted, but her hours just weren't compatible with my schedule. So I'm still searching, still on the hunt for a good therapist in my area. Uh, but I would say seek that out too. And, and I'm seeking it out for that reason as well, because I do feel like there's still some things I'm pretty angry about that I need some guidance on to help me get control of that. Forgive. And I won't lie, I'm definitely struggling on this phase right here. I haven't really forgiven a couple people, so I'm working on it, but there are people I have forgiven. And I just knew and know now that it just takes time. And for some the time, it, it may vary. Put some folks on notice. Put some of the folk member, family members that you trust, that you know won't lead you astray, won't you know put you in a, a weird position. Let them know what's going on so that they can make sure that you're where you need to be and not anywhere else. And that you, when you're when you come out, you won't be made to feel uncomfortable because who wants to go out and feel uncomfortable? Nobody. And then I would say live your life and don't worry about what other family members are going to say about your choices. And this is where, for me, it's important that you understand that you have all the power at the very end of the day. If you do not want to deal with somebody, you do not, you do not have to deal with them. And if your family member, whether it's your parents or your siblings are telling you, you crazy, why would you do that? No, fix it. No, mend it. Break the cycle. Do what you want to do and stop listening to what everybody else is telling you to do on how to treat family members. Because obviously, if they were talking to the people who are causing the harm as much as they telling you what to do, we wouldn't even be in this position. So now I want to talk about this idea and concept of found family or family of families of choices. And it's really what it sounds like. It's just basically people you would consider to be a sister, a cousin, an aunt, an uncle, etc. But they're just not related to you by blood. But they share similar values. You have similar interests. They care about you. They support you. They just show you so much love and they're vulnerable with you. Everything that you look for in a good family member you hope to gain. And those these things here, these traits that we're talking about, they're not given to you naturally. You have to grow into these things and grow into becoming these things with people. And sometimes they feel, I think we feel like family is just automatic and it's not. I think of family sometimes like strangers. These feelings about me, you're not going to get them unless you know me and you don't really know me. So in a way, we're related, but we're related strangers. <clears throat> I would say two to this. I feel like so many people who seek out and have a lot of extended friends and family in this way really do it for survival too. Like who wants to go at this world alone without a core group of people who you know are going to look out for you, having your best interest at heart, who's going to help lead you and advise you in the right direction? Who wants to go at that by themselves? I don't know anyone who wants to. I would say too, it's necessary to have companionship throughout our lives. Like we are not meant and really shouldn't 
be living lives so isolated and alone. But some people choose to because just the stress and thought of going through the process of meeting a friend, making the friend, the friend disappointing you and and reminding you of everyone else who's disappointed you is just too much and you don't want to do it. And I get it. But people are people. And people are really going to disappoint you out here. And some of us just need to wrap our heads around it. And while it's shocking and it's upsetting when it happens, it's not out of the ordinary. Like no one here is, no one person is immune to receiving the shitty end of a stick from family members or people they have even adopted as family, as found family. Found family members, I'm sure, can can, uh, violate too. But the point in finding them is finding someone who wouldn't. And more than likely, if you have sought out who you want to be friends with, because when you're born into a family, you can't choose who you're related to. So you can choose this crew here. And I just suggest that you choose wisely when you do. And also remember that your ideas about family and your actual experiences may very well differ. And based off of those two things, your expectations may be a bit off as well. And so I would just encourage you to just take time to sit down to really think about the family values that you're looking for in a person, especially if if you feel as though they have gotten so close to you and you've grown to trust them so much that you want to reveal secrets to them, that you want to bring them into the fold as a family member. Think about what that is, what that looks like for you. And Consider how things have changed for you based on the things that you've gone through. Because just just because you've always had had an idea of what family looked like for you, that could be an old idea. And maybe it might be time for you to to refresh that. Reupholster it a little bit. You know what I mean? I want you all to know that there's nothing wrong with utilizing your resources and going different places and engaging with other people and extending your village and and essentially your family tree with your found family members. There are so many conferences, workshops, little pop-up whatevers, people we know locally, like I'm talking people we know from college are hosting events for us to find like-minded individuals and engage with them and learn from them and hopefully maintain a relationship outside of said event or workshop with them. And sometimes people liken these things to like paying for friends. They, they say that about Greek life a lot. Like you're paying for your friends. And I always felt like, okay, sure. I'm paying to engage with the principal over here. I'm paying to engage with somebody who's been working in higher, higher education for that many years over there. I'm paying to get to know this entrepreneur. I'm pay- Then that's cool with me. If I'm paying, I'm paying. That's it. And I'm okay with that. But I find that sometimes we become a little apprehensive about trying to expand our network in that way because it, it, it can feel a little bit weird and awkward for us, but I don't think there's anything awkward about trying to find people to do life with. And and that goes for friends. Everybody wants to find a life partner to do with. 
you definitely need some friends to do it with as well. All right. Saying all that to say, some things that I want to just pop out real quick and state about this whole entire subject matter of losing and, and removing people from your life and then trying to find new folks to fit in your life. Make sure, and, and this is important, someone gave me some feedback because I asked, how can you, how can, how have you gone through or gotten through toxic relationships with people? And what are some things, some tips you have to lend? And someone said, set boundaries because they dis- they said, set boundaries, distance myself for myself. And I thought that was super dope. And it's something that, you know, I spoke about a little bit earlier, but you have to do these things for yourself. Although the person who you're distancing yourself from is the cause and the reason, you're still doing it for yourself. And that's what you have to think about. And I think that's where you will be able to make the ultimate decision to say, I'm good. Some people, someone say, you know, fuck them. Like family don't get a pass. And this person is near and dear to my heart because we, we feel the same exact way. It is fuck them. Family should never get a pass for things like that. Not anymore. To disrespect you, to make you feel small. What? Someone said as well, boundaries too, but be clear and assertive. And when all else fails, cut off. And sometimes, you know, it depends. There's a time limit on that. I gave people years because I was younger and and was made to feel like I had no choice. And once I learned I had a choice, you people only got one chance with me, and that's it. So if you know that you've been clear, crystal crystal clear with someone about what you're expecting, and they still don't follow through, let it go. Now, one of the person was acting acting real Sharkeisha like it was saying, I beat their ass. Listen, I'm gonna need you, I'm gonna need you to go to church and Bible study on that one, okay? Nonviolence. I, I don't condone that. <laughs> Someone said that dealing with their toxic family members has been very draining. I'm sure that's an emotional draining. You feel a mental, sometimes even physical. All those things go sometimes work in tandem with one another. Someone else said it was very stressful. Someone said they want to try to break problematic cycles um, that they were raised on. And now that they know better, they they want to encourage and help the next generation to become more empathetic. And I said, you know what? Yeah. People lack a lot of empathy these days, and, and it's not taught to them in school. And if it's not taught to them at home, we're really screwed. And so I, I feel when this person is what this person is saying, and it is time to break these problematic cycles. That's what I'm talking about. Family now. I don't I don't care that it's a taboo subject. I don't care that people think talking about your family is in poor taste. I think the way people behave in my family is in poor taste. So we even. Let me go into some questions. I only have a few. So the first, when does one quit putting in the effort with a family member where the effort isn't matched? And so I think for me to answer this question of like, when do you do that? 
I kind of am curious for you to to kind of figure out why you want to do this in the first place. In the first place, like why did you want to overextend yourself to someone who hasn't done it for you? And if you are not the cause for this kind of distance that's going on, this animosity between you two, why are you trying so hard anyway? Who made you feel like you need to try that hard to win back people who don't want nothing to do with you? It's like a one side, it's a very one-sided relationship. And you're fighting towards something and for someone and for something that really it seems only you care about. And so I say the moment you realize that other person is not invested in what you're doing, the moment it clicks for you, because I don't know when it will click for you, but you will know the moment you feel in your heart, like I've done all I can, I'm done and I'm stopping. Stop. Don't go any further. You really don't even need to. And I think even the fact that you're even asking this question makes me believe and feel like you've already given it the additional effort that it requires and that well, that you felt it required because you felt the need to do it. You didn't have to. Like, I feel like you're already good. The next question or more of a statement of how to unlearn patterns that you were taught by certain family members. Let me tell you something. One thing I learned with regards to changing up the way I move, I interact with people, the way that I speak, because it wasn't true to me because I was really just operating based off of someone else's, someone else's directive and someone else's way that they, just how someone else wanted me to live my life is what I'm trying to say. That I'm struggling to say. And it took some time for me to shake that off of me. And, and it took time for me to, re- to recognize what those patterns were. So for, my, for me to you is, if you already know what those patterns are that you want to unlearn, already know, have them written down maybe and, and have one practice or one practical thing that you can do to start to unlearn that one thing and commit to unlearning that one thing every day for a week. And seeing if it sticks. And maybe every week, take on a new challenge of something that you want to unlearn and replace it with something that's beneficial to you, to your livelihood, to the people around you, and see where that takes you. I will say, too, be be mindful. Like, you know, you might be shunned a little bit. People probably won't start looking at you like, what you, you don't want to partake in this conversation anymore. You too good to do X, Y, and Z with us anymore. You won't have to be comfortable with that because when people are set in their ways and are used to you behaving a certain kind of way and being a certain kind of person because it's the person that they are comfortable with, it's going to be very uncomfortable when you when you decide to change things up and get back to a place that makes you feel most comfortable. So just be mindful of that. And I would just say, make sure you're just selective about the spaces you put yourself in and the conversations you insert yourself in. If you're not prepared to stand up for yourself or stand up and say what you're talking about is problematic, no, I don't agree with what you're talking about. I actually think that you guys or you all taught us wrong. I think this is the way things should go. If you're comfortable going with that dialogue and that debate back and forth with family, cool, do it. But if not, just excuse yourself from certain conversations as you try to continue to unlearn patterns, because you may find yourself relearning or learning some new ones 
from them because of that interaction. Lastly, and this is more of a question and scenario. The question is, how do you distance yourself from toxic parents? Yikes. Uh, This person's mom is always super negative and makes them feel like shit. So how do they set up boundaries? And they're asking another question of, should they even continue moving forward with a relationship with them? (sighs) This is hard. Because on one end, I mean, depending on where your parents live and depending on where you live, distance and distancing yourself could be really, really easy. Like I said before, I have family. I, I, well, I don't know if I said it before, but I got family members that I, I that live pretty close to me that I haven't seen in a good minute, in a really good minute. So it's possible to live within the same town, within the same state as your family member and just not see them. And so I do think you need to set up some boundaries because when you're saying that whenever you talk to your mom, your mom is always so super negative to you, makes you feel like shit. Why do you want to feel like shit when you talk to them? Why would you talk to them? If there's no ties between you and that person, like let's say you have, for example, kids and you want your, at least you want, you at least want your kids to be involved because maybe your mom or your dad or whomever is just very kind to them. I mean, I'd be careful and be mindful, of course, because I don't think parents, your parents would ever do that or anybody's parents would want to. But when you're kind of at odds, you know, you just be mindful. And so I would say, continue to reach out if you feel it's necessary. If you have a reason to, like I said, if you have children and you feel like that's a, you still want your kids or your child to have a relationship with that particular parent, then maybe can you know allow your kids to FaceTime with them and maybe go out with them or give them some grandparents' time. But understand that how you feel is of the utmost importance. And when it comes down to should you continue a relationship with your mother, I would say that really just depends on how bad everything is. I mean, and I wouldn't even say how it depends. It, it's up to you. It's up to how you want to feel for the rest of your life when you interact with your mother. And, and you really need to decide on whether or not your life will be better or worse, whether you'll feel whole or like you're missing something if you decide to completely cut her off permanently. It's really something that you should really sit down and and think about and plug again, talk to a therapist about. (laughs) Cause I really, that one is really difficult. And being that I I haven't dealt with a a toxic parent before, um, not in that way, it makes it a little bit difficult for me to give you the kind of advice that I would love to give you. But I just say, Don't subject yourself to any kind of abuse. So that is all I have for today. And uh, I want to get into the song of the week. So the song for this week is none other than Jay-Z's Family Feud featuring Beyonce. And I love this song so much. And the, really the tagline of it all, and, and everyone has repeated it over and over again, is nobody wins when the family feuds. And it's 
perfect because it's the truth, number one. Number two, it's, I mean, it's, it's well made. It's put in the perfect part of the song. Like, it's just in there to remind you every now and then that if this falls apart, we all lose at the end. And there's another part that I love where he says, we all screwed because we never had the tools. And that's just really how I feel about a lot of the experiences that our parents have gone through, our grandparents have gone through. And, and while they're trying to teach us and help us and guide us with the knowledge that they have, they don't, they didn't have all the right tools. And I think we do. I think we have, we are the building blocks to something brand new. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. It wasn't as long as all the other ones. So you're welcome. I decided to give you all the break this week. Again, my name is Tiffany. This is the They Didn't Tell You podcast. Instagram, Legally Black. They Didn't Tell You Zero. Y'all real ones for real. I'll see y'all in week five.